What are we going to talk about? <clears throat> the yeah. name of the show? What's the name of the show? The name of the show. Are we going to roll a Daily Downshift since I already have all of them? I, I like Daily Downshift. Or, I do. Or we could do Beers and Backfire. <laughs> beers and Backfire. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, oh, sponsored by Free Candy Car Culture. <laughs> division Or Free Candy Media, <laughs> the division of Free Candy Car Culture. TM. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, there's, a, I've been, there's a podcast. Throwback. Huh? Throwback. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm actually, Free Candy Car Culture is going to be my brand. Yeah. 2019 is, is going to be the year of Free Candy. Sweet. Um, yeah. I'm I gonna, think I still have an original sticker. I have many. Do, Do you really? Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. Um, so, like, the Free Candy Car Club is still going to be a thing, but mm-hmm. Free Candy... Car culture is mm-hmm. gonna be me. Okay. Cool. Um, and free candy media. I need to make it happen, dude. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, maybe. So one of the podcasts I've been listening to a lot recently is called Behind the Bastards. Mm-hmm. But in the it's a running joke throughout the podcast is that they're trying really hard to get sponsored by Doritos. So, <laughs> I like these people. So like every podcast, he's got a different guest on every time, and every podcast, they're he's like the cool, refreshing crunch of Corey. <laughs> yes. Every single one, it's hysterical. That's good. Yes, that's amazing. <clears throat> oh man, but yeah, I I think. You had the good idea of kind of just introducing each person and then what cars you have, what cars you've had, yeah. different, like, you know, your background, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So do you, yeah. do you want to go first? I'll go first, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I am Corey. I have um, a pretty b- boring-ish uh, car history. Um, are we Are we going, where are we going to start? Are we going to start with... Uh, just, just say, like, you know, what... What you what maybe like what was your your first car like purchased? Oh, just go through it real quick. Well, okay, why don't you why don't you start off with how you why you're interested in cars in the first place? That oh, is that's, that's a, a weird... wonderful question that I don't know that I can answer. Same because my dad was not into cars or anything like that. Um, none of my brothers are into cars. I played with like you know Matchbox and you know uh, Hot Wheels and things like that as a kid, um, and was really into. I would like. I had the like the the uh, big like toy chest one that had the um, gosh it had like a front facing window mm-hmm. that like unfolded and you could like it was like a big parking garage you could put all the cars in and I used to like line them up in in a big long line and you know general little boy playing with cars kind of thing but then um, sometime in like maybe middle school I I saw, you know what it was. I saw the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Ooh. Okay. The Nicolas Cage one. The Nicolas Cage one. And fell in love with Mustangs, obviously, because... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Right? So, um, and so I used to start, like, pointing... I'd point them out when I was riding around in the car with my mom. Um, And then, I don't don't know, it kind of hovered there for a while. Um, It became time for me to get my driver's license, and I... um, and then somehow I fell in love with Subarus. Um, I don't remember how. I think somebody I knew had a had an STI or something like that. Because um, if this was this was back in like middle school, right? So it'd be the early two thousands, right when the WRX and the STI started yeah, really getting yeah. big in the US. Yeah. So I would have. Yeah, that would have been. Oh five. Oh no. Oh 
304, I think, so yeah. we were getting our learners, and I fell in love with Subarus and wanted to buy one. Um, my father saw it differently, uh, <laughs> uh, so I ended up with a Saturn. Woohoo. Uh, woohoo. People, um, people ride on Saturns. I, that. You know, I, I liked the, the, those cars. <clears throat> I had two of them. Uh, the first one, I managed to uh, hit a ditch and do a cartwheel. Um, oh, not a cartwheel. It was a front flip, <laughs> which is different. Than a cartwheel. <laughs> it was it was impressively bad, and I crawled out the back window completely unscathed. Um, kudos to Saturn for not having a crushy roof. Kudos to Saturn for not having a crushy roof and me still being here alive. Um, I got another Saturn after that. Loved that car uh, for. Yeah, that one for a while. I had that for a long time, uh, like oh seven to. When did you buy your Miata? 2012, maybe? No. No, it was... 2010, mm. I think. Late 2010. I bought my I bought my Miata, my first Miata, um, from a guy down in Norfolk. Red, uh, with a white hardtop, stance coilovers, and... Uh, did it have an exhaust on it when you bought it? No, it didn't have an exhaust on it when I bought it. Uh, what were the wheels, though? They were... Um, X- 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 XSRs. XSRs? No, they were the... Uh, the... This, the same brand, but the other one. Um, yeah. Before they were XXR, they were something else. Yeah, Anyways. The, that wheel. Yeah. That wheel. Um, uh, when I bought it, it rubbed really bad. It was uh, it was super hardcore stance. real bad. Um, we lifted it up a little bit, got in alignment, um, and I, that's when I taught myself to drive a manual. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, that day in the snow, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I ended up totaling that car, too. Um, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Rotas weren't they? Rotas? No, yeah. they, were they, they were not Rotas. I think they were XXRs. I'm pretty sure it doesn't really matter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, totaled that Miata. Uh, got another one from a nice gentleman. Uh, got a '95 M edition. Uh, nice, beautiful purple. Merlot. Merlot. Um, it was custom faded, but that's okay. it was it was custom faded. It's custom, <laughs> custom faded. Yeah, <laughs> I got it, got it with the tan top. Oh, funny story about Miatas. Um, the uh, plastic rear window gets really, really, really brittle um, in the snow, <laughs> so uh, both of them uh, broke. Uh, the the first one I forget. I think it just. I think I unfolded the soft top one time and it was just broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the purple car. Um, I had snow on the hardtop, and I was tapping it to get it off. Ugh. And I just put my finger right through the right through the plastic, um, and the snow came into the car. And then I had to drive with a hole in the back of the car. It was it was a whole thing. But I had a hardtop, so it didn't really matter. Um, I, so I just ripped the soft tops out and ro- rode with the hardtop. Um, uh, so the purple car uh, betrayed me one day, uh, and I curbed it. And it sat for a while, um, and then I had to get out from underneath of it, and um, not that I owed money on it, but I just needed it gone. It was causing me too much sadness in my life. Um, I ended up going to a friend of ours who parted it out, and I saw my heart out the other day, actually. Did you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Rad. Yeah. Does it still so, have the... Uh... 
the sticker. Uh, free candy sticker on it? No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it, it but it does have that, that black, like... Oh, where I totally yeah. messed up. <laughs> yeah. <on your> <laughs> well, we, oh, we all had a hand in that. I feel yeah. really bad about that, yeah, by the way, because I totally, I was like, no, you I, don't put it there, you put it there. And I still then, I still had, have the G-Wing. If we had been Dude, worried yeah. about it, we could have we could have hit it with some goo on or acid. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. And we couldn't put it on... Sorry, what we're talking about, I just realized nobody listening would have any context for this. Uh... Um, it's not flying Miata. Garage uh, Star. Garage Star. Thank you. No, it wasn't Garage Star. It was uh, Project G. Oh, okay. Project G is a company based out of California. I think that they're still around. Um, they make a lot of really cool um, parts for for Miatas. Um, and they made a, uh, a sunshade, I guess, for... It's like a rear visor kind yeah, of Yeah, it's thing. like a rear... It's like a tinted rear visor that goes over the, the back window. Just covers... Oh. Yeah, the bikini top. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just pulled up the Project G website. I it forgot that they make the bikini top for the, the coolest thing ever. It for is. the uh, first and second gen Miatas and it's literally porn on a car. <laughs> it's 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 a G string for a car, you guys. It's, it's beautiful. It's like a it's like a it I is, think they make bikini tops for Jeeps. I literally literally want to own a first gen Miata for just. the sole reason of owning this bikini top. Yeah. Holy so, sh yeah, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a break from my story. It's almost over, I promise. But did you see that they are apparently selling factory refurbished NA Miatas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How dope is that? Holy cow! I I have no idea. I couldn't click on the article. I was like, I'm gonna spend all the money if like, I click on this article. Like, let's say, let's say hypothetically, that you are in the market for a quote new car. Yeah. And you could spend, I don't know, let's just throw out twenty grand for right. a restored NA or right. like. A new ND, I would have a yeah. real hard time picking which yeah. one. Um, yeah. Well, that's a tough choice. But I mean, in today's world, wouldn't you rather have the 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 power and the and the braking capacity of the ND? Probably. Plus, I, the, honestly, I think the ND is the best looking Miata. It's it is so good looking. It I know a really, lot of people like really the Fiat attractive. better. I personally really like the one the Fiat. They the like, Fiat. A lot of people like the Fiat better. Yeah, right? it, it, Fiat's like the okay. It is um, the faster version. No. Not anymore. Oh, no, really? The, yeah, the, the 2019 and up Miatas uh, have yeah. higher red line. And, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm not finding a story that tells how mi- how much the new refurbished Miatas are. Anyway, so back to the the uh, G-wing um, story. Uh, we we it, it it sits. It's supposed to. It comes with like 3M double sided tape, and it's supposed to tape directly to the like black trim around the the rear window. Um, mm-hmm. But when I bought it, that trim was falling off. In the corner, and I didn't want it to rip off on the highway and pull the wing with it. Um, so I, ha- I ended up we 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 put. That's why we didn't put it on after we made the mistake. We made the mistake of putting it onto the actual painted surface of the hardtop, like an inch or so above the the mm. rear window, and it just looked weird. And we we're like, well, it didn't fit. The corners wouldn't sit down. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah so it, it wasn't it wasn't right for that, but. Um, so it, it, I never ended up putting it on because it took a little while to get um, get that trim replaced. Ended up getting it replaced by Che, which was awesome. Shout out to Che Spade, who yes, now sir. currently lives in Richmond again. Yeah, he's, he's cutting hair. And apparently he's really good at it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, got out from underneath that car. Uh, in the meantime, had got a job uh, traveling for work. So I started driving Volkswagens. My boss at the time got... A tip from somebody that the diesel Volkswagens were going to be the tits. Turns out he was right. They uh, are. They, they, They're just they, dirty tits. They are. They're just <laughs> extremely filthy. Um, so I had a sport wagon, 
2012 sport wagon, Jetta sport wagon. It was diesel for a while. Um, left that job, got hired doing the same thing at a different company, and they said, you need a car. And I said, I liked my diesel Volkswagen that I had at my last job. And three days later, I, I was in a TDI Golf. Uh, so that, that's how that went. Um, then Dieselgate hit, and I needed to get out from underneath that car. Uh, or I, I out from underneath. The, the government made me <laughs> made me sell that car back to Volkswagen. Um, so I we uh, <coughs> did that and I ended up in a I'm gonna forget the year of my car right now a 2011 uh, GTI that is quickly becoming just a beater. So you know, <laughs> it's it's not very nice to look at anymore. <laughs> It's okay. I'm being I'm being a little harsh. I uh, I mean, any daily driver is gonna yeah, be taking yeah, the brunt of yeah. life. Yeah, and I'm not an obsessively meticulous paint maintainer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the headphones <laughs> behind the couch. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and that's what I'm that's what I'm rocking right now. And I hope one day to be back in a Miata. Or a Subaru for the first time ever. Or a freaky you, Subaru. You, I always, literally, literally always associate every Subaru that I see with you. And you've never owned one. I want one. one so badly. It, it... Can we, can we address Subaru real quick? Sure. Yes. So they just recently announced the, a new ST. Well, not I say yeah, yeah. new, but it's still the same car it's been for the last 15 years. But it's more powerful and better. By like 13 horsepower. Yep. And it costs like $60,000 or something like that. It's supposed to have an all-manual, all-wheel drive system. Si- so, a $60,000 Subaru? Well, okay, I hear you. I understand. Holy but it's moly. supposed to be better. I mean, I get that. I mean, the STI has... It has a lot of tech packs. It, it, it has become like... A different thing than it was. Yeah. For better or for worse, it has become a different thing. And now, like, the WRX, I feel like, is what the STI was. Yes. Yeah. Years I ago. W- I would we say that. Um, and if I bought if I bought a Volkswagen, or a Volkswagen, if I bought wanted to buy a Subaru, a Subaru tomorrow, I would probably end up in a in a hatch. A blue like a used WRX hatch. hatch. Yeah, I used one. Um, because I hated them when they first came out. Whenever that... The new, new body the style new kind of, yeah, gotta, the 09 the, yeah. or whatever. You gotta change the taillights because they're super chromey Alteza looking yeah, from well. the factory. That's uh, gonna have a hard time getting comfortable on this couch. Uh, but yeah, um, if I had to buy one. What else do you have um, that is yours sitting in your driveway right now? <laughs> but that's not Jack's broken Volvo. <laughs> I have a 95 Tacoma. Is it a Tacoma? It is I a Tacoma. Confused. It is a Tacoma. Uh, Two door, two wheel drive. Two wheel drive, but it's extended cab, isn't it? It's extended cab, yeah. two wheel drive, uh, manual, manual, badass bed topper. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's, it's a sick truck. It's it's yeah. got a wicked case with a rad knack. Yeah, it's not running, but it was cheap, and I'm very excited to help you fix it at some point, mm-hmm. whenever. Um. All right. So we did, Corey. I'm Jordan. Um. My car history is pretty monotonous, so if you don't like Toyotas, you'll be pretty <laughs> bored by this. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't... Okay, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, I don't know that you need to go into all of the detail of all of the oh, no, steps gonna, of the project. Oh, no, I was going to do every single thing. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no my 
the first car I ever had was a 19, I believe 91 and maybe 93. Get it, uh, boy. Yep. Chevrolet Lumina. Woo! Ironically, <laughs> the best car they ever made. <laughs> to its, like, it was the a, best Lumina. It was an absolute turd, and I hated it because it was a turd, but... It, it was wheels. It, it was wheels, and it didn't really break very often. So. That is very true. That might and that's, that's actually a, that an incredibly reliable car. It was on. It was so. I'm heavy. saying it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> the most reliable car that Chevrolet ever made was the Chevrolet Lumina. Yeah, it's it's pretty good, um, in that way and that way only. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I was always surprised with that car how decent it was in the snow, even with like super crappy cheap tires on it, because it's so heavy and it's on like. The like tiny little bicycle tires yeah. that it just goes right down to the basement. Yeah. One one seventy fives or something. The first car I purchased with my own money was a car I still have. It's a eighty eight uh, Toyota MR two supercharged that's been through Thick more and thin. more things than I can care to go through. But it's where can they read about it? Mostly oh, uh, you can probably read some of it on my blog at dailydownshift.blogspot.com. Um, <clears throat> But I don't think I have a whole lot of MR2 stuff on there. What I've been Hashtag on. shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> I, thought some that, I thought that you had the whole Chronicle on there. I don't I don't think I have all the MR2 stuff on there. I think I, I don't, it all from... I might... I don't remember. Okay, I fair enough. Know. Fair enough. But it's it was it was a long thing. Um, and my current project that I've been messing with is a 87 Corolla FX16 GTS that I'm basically turning into a chopped up like so rat. exactly the same car but flipped around back yeah pretty much mm. pretty much and not supercharged <laughs> uh, but I'm just turning it into like a fun track toy just something that I can keep mostly stock mechanically and just beat the ever loving crap out of and not have to worry about it breaking down all the time theoretically um, in between I've had uh, I bought a 1990 Toyota Cressida uh, with a blown head gasket that I fixed and flipped. Cressida wagon. No, yeah, that's next. No, I had a ninety. Oh, I'm Cressida. sorry. Right, right, right. I, had, I, yeah, I, had, totally a, I had the red Cressida, and while I, when I was almost finished with that, I bought a '86 Cressida wagon, brown, brown that mm-hmm. I got also in terrible mechanical shape for pretty cheap. That got a complete. Uh, I'm not going to say engine rebuild because I didn't change any bearings or anything, but every gasket and seal on that motor got changed. Uh, did a rear axle swap from a 79 Celica Supra with a built LSD uh, disc brake. So it was basically, I basically turned it into a Celica Supra wagon at that point because I had the limited slip, disc brakes. I put Supra seats in it. Uh, it was low. Those seats are awesome. I love those seats. Those might be my favorite stock seats I've ever sat in for any car. Better than the GTI seats? Yeah. I, yeah. The, 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 the super seats that were in, I mean, they, they, it was they, the same seats that they changed over the years and added electric adjustments. Right. To were, they, were yours second gen or third gen super seats? They were second gen super. They so were they were all manual mm-hmm. adjusts. And yeah. they had the little squeezy ball for yeah, the lumbar. Yeah, for the lumbar. Yep. Um, which the ball part was missing. Mm-hmm. When I got it, and Corey happened to find, I think it was like for a blood pressure thing, okay, a blood yeah. pressure cuff, uh-huh. squeezy ball, and that fit perfectly on it. And so that's what I used for the lumbar support. Nice, that's great. I worked for a medical supply company, and I wasn't, was I wasn't going to out you that you were just like yanking that, stuff. That, so no, okay, I wasn't though. That was a standard part on the table that I did preventative maintenance on, and uh, those were old ones that came off of the table and that oh, I replaced. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Cool. I didn't know so that. It wasn't like I took new stock out. Gotcha. Gave them to him. But th- those things have a really funny name, and I'm going to look it up for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear what the funny technical name is. Um, but yeah, those are my fun cars. And then I have my, my current daily is an 05 Matrix XRS 6-speed, which is fun-ish. It does what it, it does what I need it to do. Um, except now it doesn't, so I'm trying to I'm gonna be getting rid of that soon because I need something that can tow the Corolla around. So hopefully soon I'll be in the market for like a leaning towards a fourth gen forerunner, probably. Something in there. Maybe an Xterra if I'm can't find a good oh, forerunner. Oh, PS. I, I like Xterra. PS, I worked on three Xterras this week. They're really? still the worst car in Why? the world. They're just garbage, man. They're just <sighs> crap. They have terrible interiors. They it's have like, terrible everything. Everything on those cars is crap. Okay. Your friend and mine. Yeah. Ryan Gibbons. Uh huh. Test drove a Ford Flex today. Did he yeah. really? Yeah. Yes. Did he like it? Yeah. Yeah. Started yeah. thinking about buying one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he told, he told us like a month ago or something that he was looking at buying a Ford Flex. I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I just yeah, hope that he doesn't have any problems with it because they're I not reliable. Would not know what to tell him. No. They're he's a very large man and he wants not necessarily an SUV, so I think that's like perfect for him. Yeah. Plus they look dope as shit. Yeah, they're really rad. Um, but yeah, that's that's my my car spiel. Um, so what do you uh, can we? I, what I'd like to talk about first, honestly, is how freaking psyched I am that grid life is coming to Summit Point. Okay, are we not going to talk about my car history? Oh wait, yeah, I forgot. Pierce. Well, okay. <laughs> are, are y'all ready? Do we have for the time to talk about my car history? Four hours of Pierce's car well, history. We've been recording for twenty three minutes at this point. Okay, so all right. Let's ready see if I can go to an. Yeah, let's see if I can double that. Um, which I'm, I'm ironically uh, of our friends. I haven't even owned the most cars. Do you have a list? Um, shout outs to Mike. Shout out to Mike Owens, who was supposed to be here. And, Dang uh, it, Mike. And uh, we love you though. It's not miss you. Um, I'm actually on my Facebook uh, cars album because that um, is a mostly comprehensive list. Um. Really? Okay, so apparently the technical name for the squeezy ball thing on the the cuff is called a baumanometer mm. bulb. Bulb. Yeah. A baumanometer bulb. bulb. Yeah. Do 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 do. Baumanometer bulb. All right. Did you want to talk about your your history into cars at all? I mean, you didn't really. Well, okay. So. I was never, like, super into cars uh, growing up, really. Um, I mean, I had Hot Wheels and stuff, and, like, I remember in... Yeah. You literally said the same thing. I remember <laughs> in, like, in middle school, Mitchell started getting really into cars. Um, and I just kind of was like, you know, whatever. Shout out to Mitchell. Shout out to Mitchell. Oh. On the other side of the R.I.P. homie. The, the Jewish... The, the Jewish... He's just, he lives in Japan. He's not dead. He's in the future. I'm not dead yet. The Jewest of Jews. The Jewest of Jews. His last name is Jew. We're not anti-Semitic here, by the way. Um... We might be. No. No. Um... So... Basically, Mitchell started getting really into cars, and I was kind of like, you know, whatever. I, I, I just kind of rolled my eyes every time he would start talking about cars. Um, he ended up getting his 85 Celica in high school, which at the time I was like, oh, it's ugly old car, whatever. That's what I first it's, thought. You really came around. I know. I didn't know your uh, story yeah. was so redemptive. 
Like when I when I for example, like when I went to go get my driver's license, like I wasn't really excited about it. I was actually kind of loathing it because I didn't want to have to have the responsibility of like being in charge of something that could cause like thousands and thousands of dollars in destruction if I mess something up sometime. Wow. So but obviously I eventually came around, but like I think it was like some weird perfect storm combination of like Mitchell being obsessed with cars, playing Need for Speed Underground all the time, mm. uh, Forza, mm-hmm. like the original Forza, mm-hmm. uh, the Fast and Furious movies. This is like mm-hmm. all happening at, like, oh, at yeah. the same time. So yeah. it was like inundated with car stuff. I think the thing we that will, really... We will do a Fast and Furious episode. Okay. Yes. Just, re- just yes. short reviews of each yes. one? Okay. Yes. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, I, I that's a that. wonderful idea. Um... But I think the thing that really, really got, like, really kind of sparked my genuine interest in cars was I saw the Italian job in theaters, mm. the one with Marky Mark. Mackie Mac. Mackie Mac. Um, Interesting. And I was, like, super all about, like, really, really obsessed with Mini Coopers for a while. Word. I really was. I, 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 if they didn't break down every five seconds, I would totally have one. Oh, I probably would. But they're so expensive to fix, and they break a lot. So... But that started it, and then I kind of started, you know, after being uh, probably just hanging around Mitchell and working on his car all the time, I just kind of got into the whole 80s car thing, and then I got the MR2, and that's how that worked. So, yeah. I was never super, really, super into it all my life or anything like that. Like, my dad wasn't really into cars, Mm -hmm. but he 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 would fix stuff. Like, he did all his own oil changes and brakes and stuff, so, you know, I was exposed to that. Um, but he did have a print, my dad, for most of my life, up until I was in, like, high school, I think he actually sold it right before I got my license, so, like, I couldn't have it. I don't think that's why he sold it, but I'm still mad, because that would have been my first car. He had an 80... Oh, right, yeah. I can't remember if it was an 88 or if it was a 90, but it was a, uh, uh, Mitsubishi Mirage hatchback, which... I think was also sold as a Dodge Colt. Yeah, here. the Dodge Colt. Yep. But his was a Mitsubishi Mirage Turbo, so it had like the 1.6 predecessor of the yep. 4G63. Well, it's, it, yeah, it was the four. Uh, the yeah, I'm sorry, I know what that is. Yeah, it was it was, it was like, like the DSM right. before DSMs were DSMs. Yeah. And uh, that thing was freaking awesome, and I yeah. loved that car. And I have literally never seen another one in person ever. Really? Not a turbo. It was a two door. Oh yeah, yeah, because this was a two door. Hatchback, right? hatch, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I actually if you Google image search what the interiors look like on those things, it is so rad, like eighties, yeah. like super 80s. like kind of pinkish um, purple and black plaid. Oh, so cool. The um, there's one that I see pretty frequently around Richmond. That's a four door wagon, uh, four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what year did you say that car was? I can't remember. It was the. It, it was, had like the weird like eye, eyelid light headlights, right? It was just regular, regular fixed beams. It didn't have pop ups or anything. No, no, yeah, but it had like here. All right, so this is it right here, right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So that was the yeah the four G sixty one. Okay, yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun car. But that was that was kind Did of. Did you actually drive it? No, I've never done. Yeah, okay. Because I think he sold it when I was like thirteen, like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Yeah. So I never got to drive it. He sold it. Be- oh God, he sold it because the AC, like the engine, ran fine. It was like the only one ever that still worked at that period of time. But he sold it because the AC went out, 
They didn't want to pay to have the AC fixed. So he bought another car. I was like, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's right, because it would have been... Because they sold that and bought the Forester, and they bought the Forester in 03. So. Did they buy that car new? Yep. Yeah. The yeah, black one? Yeah, the yeah. 03 Forester 5-speed, which is the yeah. car I learned to drive manually. I had no idea that they had that for so long. Yeah, yeah. they bought a brand new. Those are cool cars. Those are great cars. I, I don't remember that family having your family having that car. I remember your family always having the um, that Dodge Caravan. They still have it. Which they need one? To get, they need to get rid of it. Yeah. Because now they have they have like three more cars than people that live in that house now. I mean, doesn't everybody? Uh, you know, <laughs> no Pierce. It's just all right. Me. So great, great segue. Segue. Nice. Into my car history. Uh, my, uh, so well, let's start out. Um, well, again, my no, nobody in my family was ever really into cars at all. My father always had like an interest in cars in the same way that just about every American does. Um, but he didn't really work on his own cars. He didn't have any project cars or anything like that. Um, my, the. When I was growing up, I was big into, again, Hot Wheels. I still have most of my Hot Wheels that I've been collecting Hot Wheels all my life. Um, and what I really liked about Hot Wheels was just the intricacy. And, like, I really I really loved... I, I'm, I'm a very tactile person, so I was growing up, I always played with Legos. Um, I love taking things apart and putting them back together, um, Legos especially, um, but even other things like model cars. I did modeling for a long, long time. Um, not just cars, but like, man, I remember I had a, um, a model submarine that I really liked. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, um, that I put together. Uh, model planes. But I've, I've, again, just always done things with my hands. Um, and then somewhere... Along the lines, I want to say, like, maybe early high school, I saw The Fast and the Furious. Game changer. I'm saying. And, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it literally changed my life. Uh, I, you know, I was watching them build this car from a hunk of scrap into, you know, the hero car, the hero Supra. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, dude, you know, I could do that. I, that that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, what really made... The, the the appeal of import racing import car tuning oh, yeah, to, sure. to our generation is similar to the hot rod thing back in the day where it's like <clears> you can <throat> take an old piece of crap and do things to it to make it awesome yeah yeah so I think I, that, I know that's what appealed me to me anyway um so the first car that I ever had was a 94 Dodge Grand Caravan that was the car that my parents gave me and after I saw the Fast and the Furious. I promptly cut off the muffler and had my friend weld in a thrush glass pack. Wonderful. Yes. yes. High class. Um, and I had already had two 12-inch subwoofers installed, or I I installed them. I, I built I built a custom box. I wired it all up myself. Um, and what else did I do to that car? I chromed. I chromed the front grill oh, no. and like painted the trim black, the like the door guards and all mm -hmm. that. I 
taped everything off and I painted all that stuff black. So it was red and black, and that wasn't enough. So I went and got vinyl racing stripes. Yeah, uh, racing stripes that went up the hood, over the roof, and oh down the back. Oh my god! This is before we knew Pierce, so this is yeah, actually. Yeah. Probably new, mostly new information for us. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I knew you had the camera. I didn't know you did all that stuff oh, yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I had I had like the AutoZone Chrome hubcaps. Oh man! Yep. <laughs> yep. The car was lit, man. And then um, <laughs> Jeff Davis special. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Watch. And then one. so, and so then I bought a. Um, so after, so yeah, so then I saw the Fast and the Furious in high school, um, and my friend, the friend, the friend actually who welded in the glass pack for me owned a third gen Supra and he drove it, he had driven it to school a few times. I never really paid attention to it until after I saw the Fast and the Furious. Um, and, and I just like really started to notice the car a lot and pay attention to it. And I really, I really fell in love with the body lines and the the interior and just the the way everything like it's it's a very mechanically sexual car to me. Yeah. Um, I I would say for me more so than the fourth gen. I, I prefer a yes. third gen super well, than the fourth gen. Well, I don't like the way the fourth gen super looks at it's, all. It's the front so, end's kind of weird. The rear end is nice, but the front end's kind of weird. I just think that they look like whales. I okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So then, the first car that I ever bought with my own money was a 1987 Toyota Supra. It was... It had a blown head gasket, and it had a broken rear window. I replaced the head gasket with my friend who owned the third gen. His name is Joel Donovan. I'm just going to throw that out there so I can stop referring to him as my friend. Joel Donovan helped me to replace the head gasket. Um, I had the window replaced, and then I learned how to drive manual on that car. It was super easy for me for some reason. Yeah, and, the, uh, the torque and the W fifty eight are very forgiving. Um, it's nice. And that was the beginning of the end, really. Um, I drove that car until the head gasket blew again. Um, we took the motor out and we went through it a little bit. Um, sort of, uh, we boarded out very oh god small. Just like, what, like a half a millimeter or uh, mm. something like that. Just for like the slight oversized rings. Right. Um, I don't even think we replaced the rings. We used like stock size rings. Oh. Um, and it, it didn't really make that much of a difference at all, but it sounded nicer. Um, and it was this was a non-turbo, by the way. Um, and that, I mean, that was, that was literally just the downfall, you know, going, going through the motor for the first time and like taking things apart and putting everything back together and seeing the end result and being able to be in the end result and drive it was just like it's the best a redemption thing for me. Um, that car was great uh, and I loved everything about it until I saw my first FCRX7. Mm. Um, Billy Morrow. Hey, shout out to Billy Morrow. Who was, he and Joel are like best friends. Oh, I didn't know you knew him from that far back. Yep. Really? I actually knew, actually... So yeah, when when I knew Joel and he had his Supra, um, I got hooked up with Billy Morrow because he was also into third gen Supras and he always has been. He still is. Um, And yeah, and uh, I ended up buying a bunch of parts off of him um, for for that car. Um, And so yeah, Billy Morrow and I go way back. Um, And then he somehow or another he ended up with a a second gen RX seven. 
uh, it was uh, an 86. It was an automatic. It was just completely garbage. Um, and it didn't, it didn't move. So uh, I, I saw the car and I was like, this is almost... It almost had it had very it has very similar body lines to the third gen Supra, and I I loved that about it. But it was smaller, um, it was racier, and I just fell in love instantly. Um, I bought that from him. I actually traded that t for my Supra, which blew another head gasket after I tried to race a Cobalt SS. You went through three head gaskets. Yes, on oh <laughs> yes, I did. Um, Shout out to the Ecotech motor. <laughs> Shout out to 7M head gaskets. Yeah. <laughs> 7M May head. they all rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so that was that was uh, my first FC. Um, it didn't run, so I also then bought at the same time a EF Honda Civic. It was a 1988. It was a, it was swapped out for some reason with a D16 Y7 from like a 96. Um, it was a manual transmission. It was a STD. It wasn't even a DX. I don't know what that means. STD is literally as base as it comes. When that car came from the factory, it didn't even have a radio. It didn't have a tack in it, if I recall. It did not have a tack. Yeah, I manual cut a transmission hole, without a tack. Cut it's a hole in the, in, the, in the dash for a tack. Um, and I hated that car. That Every time I drove it, I hated the car. Uh, I hated everything about the car. I hated what it stood for. I hated Honda's with a passion and to this day it is probably the car that I regret selling the most yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 I think, I think a, a pretty common thing it's like we all we all started out hating on Hondas because the Honda mm -hmm. kids were the worst and now it's like man I'd really like an old Honda Civic hatchback because yep. they're so rad the fact, <laughs> the fact that I did not give a single shit about that car meant that I could just thrash the ever living crap out of it and it, it took every single beating that I gave to it and I've never driven another car like that well, since. The car weighed like 1,500 pounds, dude. You know? I don't know if it was that was light. Was that the Honda? No, it's, that's not that light. But was that the Honderp? The Honderp. The red yeah, one. The, the, the Honderp. Oh, can, can, my, my favorite thing about that specific car was that it had been crashed into... You hit a deer with it or something? I... No, I... Well, I did hit a deer with it. That's what messed up the fender. But okay. the, the hood thing was from when it was raining and like eight cars... Got into a pile up. Yeah, a little a little pile of things. So, so. He, he, you took the license plate off of the bumper. Well, it fell off the bumper. Okay, and yeah. then he riveted the license plate to the hood, where the hood had like bent up, so it was like it was still facing forward. It was amazing. It was my favorite thing. Yeah, the the license plate read Honderp. That's where that came from. Um, didn't you put like an uh, the HF transmission in that car too? It when I originally bought it, it had okay. the HF transmission okay. in it, okay, and it got like fifty six miles to the gallon. Yeah, um, which is that transmission an hour and a half every day. Yes, that transmission didn't last very long because I was I was an irresponsible person. <laughs> Did not change the gear oil. No, well, no, I don't know if it had anything to do with gear oil or not. It just didn't last very long. It, well, I mean, it lasted longer than any of the other transmissions I put in it. But anyways, so I replaced that transmission with a transmission, put in GL4, and that transmission lasted a month. Wow. I got another transmission, uh, put that in, and put in GL4, and that transmission lasted like three months. What the heck? Um, I bought another transmission, put that transmission in, looked up what fluid I was supposed to be using, which is 5W30, 
Yeah. So what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even um, my my wife has a 2015 Honda Fit. We bought it brand new, and I did the the gear oil for the first time uh, like a few months ago. And it takes obviously like the Honda yeah. Honda Honda MTF. Yeah, but it's it says literally five W thirty. It says if you can't find Honda MTF, use I forget what weight of oil, but you're just you throw motor oil in it. Yep. And I couldn't believe it. Yep. It's so so basically, I was starving these transmissions for fluid. Yeah. Um. But hey, you learned. Yep, I did, and uh, so all the while. I was driving that car back and forth to Charlottesville where I worked at a Chevrolet dealership. I was also working on the FC, my first FC. It was white. Um, and what did I end up doing to that car? I, uh, was that it wasn't... Red, did that one get red parts on it at some point? Because I remember no. you had like a parts car that was white at some point. I helped you push it around one time. It was I don't remember the deal. Uh, I don't remember the white one. Was that, you, that wasn't the convertible or no, no 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 okay this was my first one I don't know uh, I, don't I might know not have ever at that point yeah, yeah fair enough I, fair. I was I was maybe at Wyotech at that point so I remember well, I, this was in high school oh well, well, so I owned yeah so I owned the white RX seven for like my senior year of high school and then my the first year out of high school and I like barely knew this guy at that point yeah 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 because so. I, I remember helping you because it was like. At the house across the street from your parents' house, and I helped you push it from that. That house. was a red FC. Was it that red? Was, okay. Yes, that was a different car. That was a dedicated parts car. All right. You, Actually, you, I'm you, not sure got, that car's on this list. You've got a bunch to go through, so let's yeah, let's yeah, get, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. Right. on here. Well, it get, the story gets a lot shorter from this okay. point. So that that's like my basic intro in history. Um, yeah, so I was fixing the white FC. Um, it it I it wasn't building compression and it didn't have transmission fluid in it. So like I. I replaced the transmission fluid pain gasket. I um, ended up replacing the rear end because the rear end was stripped or something goofy was going on with the rear end inside, and that was a huge pain in the dick. Um, if anybody knows anything about RX sevens, weirdest rear subframe I've ever seen. Yeah, um, and uh, I finally got the motor to build compression, and I drove that car for a little while until um, it started overheating. It had blown coolant seals. Um, I picked up. Another second gen RX-7, which I still have to this day. Um, but you didn't have for a little while. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, that that car, that car, that that was a 1990. It is a 1990 Mazda RX-7. It's a uh, uh, GTU, um, which is sort of just like one level above a base model. It's got crank windows, but it's got five lug uh, wheels, um, hubs, and uh, that car also had blown coolant seals so I just sort of was tinkering on with that car in the background um, while I was driving this Honda Civic I drove the Honda Civic for like four years um, and during that time I have owned an 86 RX-7 a what is this an 84 Volkswagen Rabbit 83 Volkswagen Rabbit uh, an 83 um, Toyota Celica Supra P-Type a 1985 Nissan 200SX Turbo um, which yeah, actually became my daily driver for a little while while I w was looking for a transmission for one of the times for my Civic um, that car was super cool um, can, I, can I say my favorite story about well I'm about to tell that okay. story Go here it. so the it has it had a um, uh, CA 
18 ET single overhead cam turbo 1.8 liter. Um, it was incredibly poorly designed, as just about everything Nissan is. Oh come on. <laughs> um, the turbo oil feed lines run behind the cylinder head and then across the exhaust manifold to the front of the motor. Okay, that's really dumb. It's super dumb. <laughs> Um, when I got it, the turbo was seized, so I replaced the turbo with another one, um, and during the process, I wrung an oil feed line off of, like, the, um, the... Banjo bolt? The ban not a banjo bolt, whatever it's called, the, the nut or whatever it is, to the turbo oil feed. I rang, the, it was seized, and the line twisted off. So I had to replace the line, but what I did, stupidly, was replace the line with a rubber mm -hmm. line. Um, thinking that I would be okay for a little while. I wasn't really planning to keep that car or that motor for very long. What ended up happening was it leaked oil onto the exhaust manifold and the car would catch on fire pretty much every time I drove it. <laughs> so we used to have Friday night meets at a Starbucks and, like, we would do this every Friday night. It was, like, a, a whole thing for a while. That's kind of how we we really yes, kind of became friends and, like, really bonded over cars is we discovered this meet. I think Mitchell found this meet first, uh -huh. dragged well, you to it, and then you dragged me to it, and then Pierce showed up. I showed up because originally that was a Toyota Super Meet. Right. Um, yeah. I heard about it on the Super Forums, and right. I showed up one time. The first time I ever showed up was in my... 96 Dodge Grand Caravan, or 94 Dodge Grand Caravan, and I basically just by full proxy ran into Jordan, who was there know. in his Lumina. Oh, yeah. 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 And so we kind of bonded over that. That was the first time I was there, was in Jordan's Lumina. Yep. And then, so the S12, one of my favorite things is he shows up. We're, we're all sitting inside drinking coffee. It was it was in the wintertime, so it had just snowed. There was fresh snow on the ground. We're all sitting inside, nice and warm, drinking our coffee. Like, where's Pierce? And all of a sudden, we see Pierce fly up and park super fast, jump out of the car, run around, open the hood, and there's smoke billowing from under the hood. And he, like, runs over. We're all just, like, inside watching out the window as Pierce is doing this. It was hysterical. He runs up grabs a big handful of snow off the ground and just throws it at the engine. <laughs> and I put out the fire. It worked. It totally uh, that, was, that was the first time that car had ever caught fire um, after I did that turbo swap. I was driving home from Charlottesville. I went straight to this meet. Um, and about, I mean, literally like halfway down 64, it started smoking. I was driving the car for like 30 or 40 miles. Oh, you got really lucky then. Blowing smoke. Billowing smoke. Maybe the airflow kept it from being like a big flame. I don't even know. Um, and so when I got to the Starbucks meet and it was still smoking so bad, I just kind of like got to figure out what this is, pop the hood, and there was a huge fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the first thing that I thought to do was grab some snow and uh, it worked. Um, and then uh, I... Eventually took that engine out of that car and swapped in a KA24E, single overhead cam again. Um, got the motor to run and then parked the car in a field in Goochland for some reason. I never worked on it again. I don't know why. Um, well, I do know why. I ended up having to leave the house that I was working on it in. 
and I needed somewhere to store it fast, and then I never went to get it again until I sold it. Um, sad story. Yeah, it's kind of a sad story. So after the S12, I owned the notorious 1993 Chevy Astro van. Yeah, you did. This van um, was so pimp. It had 30,000 miles on it. It was... I've never seen another one like it. It was the EXT with the CL package or something like that. It was absolutely optioned out. It had factory fog lights. It had factory alloys. Um, it had a factory three-door rear uh, rear hatch. Um, it had, what, four in the rear, three in the middle... Two in the front seating, um, and it was it was dope, and I loved this van so much. So what I decided I was gonna do was make a decal for the rear window that said "Free Candy." Um, this was the original Free Candy van, and that that Free Candy decal evolved into, I mean, a huge. It was it was just a like a a laughing point. At, a laughing subject at one point, but then we we started. It was a meme. It was it was a meme. It was yeah. a meme before memes were memes. Yeah, it you was. Know? It was an icon. I and remember then there we, being a, like before there were even memes. It was like demotivational posters. Yeah, and mm. there was a demotivational poster with yeah. a, a free candy van on it. And I think yeah, 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 yeah. Really. yeah. But but this van, I had designed this decal to fit exactly on the rear window and. The van didn't end up being around for very long. I only had it, I think, like a total of three months before the engine started. Well, the engine locked up. I mean, it was it was knocking for a long time, and then it seized one day. Um, I put diesel oil in it and got it to an auction and sold it for three thousand dollars. Oh my god! I did not know that. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, we were, and we miss it. We do. Yeah. I miss it more than you. I, know I miss you do. it so much, and I've never seen another one like it. That's what kills me the most. I've never seen a single one exactly like it again, or did, else I would buy it. Did yours have a TV in it for the passengers? Like no, the no, seat? no. My cousins had one with a TV. Like, that must have been the second console. gen. These these were was that was that the big TVs. like the conversion van? The, like yeah, the, like the oh, it has like a ladder on the back. Okay, yeah. Like no, that. this wasn't a conversion van. Oh. This was this was just a regular standard Chevy oh. Astro van. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I misremember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what then? Um, oh, so, so the free candy turned into a huge thing. Uh, it turned into, uh, or we started just calling ourselves the free candy car club. We had a forum. Um, we had a forum. We got a Facebook group. We have stickers and, uh, and now it's basically who we are. Um, it's just our little group of friends. Yeah. yeah when, when he bought that van, it was, it was like us essentially running that, that car yeah, that the car, car meet yeah. Yeah, on Friday nights. When, when we true. first started going, we were like very much outsiders and didn't know really anybody there. And I mean, people were super accepting and, you know, gracious yeah, and yeah, talked yeah. to us and everything like that. But we didn't know anybody. And then it's shout like... Out, shout out to Dave Quinn. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave Quinn. <clears throat> uh, but by the time he Pierce had that van, it was it was us. It was only us, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we were running that and organizing it. And... I, rem- I remember being super self-conscious because like literally every Friday I would send out mass texts to like 15 plus people. Just be like, y'all coming out tonight? And yeah. that was like the only way to get yeah. people to come out. And it worked. Before it smartphones. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like Facebook really. I mean, yeah. Before yeah. it was a huge thing. Yeah. So um, I remember one time we all, after the Friday night Starbucks meet, probably the first time I ever drove this car there, we all went to Aladdin's. Every single one of us piled yeah. in it. 
and we all went to Aladdin. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a good time. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I used that car for a ton of things for the very short time that I had it. Um, I carried a transmission home from Williamsburg in it um, for the Civic. Shortly after that, I picked up an S13. That was the donor car for the S12. Um, I took the motor out of that and sold the the rolling chassis. I never drove that car. It was uh, it was uh, a huge pile of crap. It was wrecked in the front and the back, and uh, it it never ran as an S13 when I owned it. Um, I just used the motor for the S12. Then I had a 1987 Toyota Super Turbo that we all told you not to buy. Yep, and I bought it anyways, and it was. Uh, super fun for about two weeks, and then it started <laughs> falling apart very rapidly. Yeah, the thing had yeah. like three and a half inch intake piping. It had three. Motor. It had three inch intake and intercooler piping for no reason at all. Just to make it had a ride. super half ass uh, engine tuck, um, which caused just a, a huge plethora of problems. But it had a target top, and it was a turbo, and it was a third gen Supra. So I remember writing in that. It was literally the tits. I remember writing in that with. I actually told this story to someone else recently. Oh, and it had a huge like three inch exhaust on it. Was that yes. the, the RSR one? I, I put it had a three inch exhaust on it, and then I put my RSR exhaust yeah. on it. That exhaust it made it even better. Is that the one that Marshall has now? Yes. That exhaust sounds incredible. I know. I love it. Um, my I told this story to someone actually very recently because we were talking about Supras. Um. I remember we were picking him up for something, and it Corey. was me. Yeah, pick, picking Corey up for something, and it was me, you, Corey, and Vance all in the car. And I, you were driving, and I was behind you, and in the back seat. And I had to like sit there and like wrap my legs around the seat and like tilt my. It was it was terrible. I don't but remember. It that. was still fun. Yeah, was, where, I I vaguely remember that yeah, too. Was, I just I remember going back from the gas station towards your house with everybody in the car. His house. Was, oh, okay. It was terrible. <laughs> It was so bad. Huh. Um, but that car would hold a flame. I'm not sure that that's necessarily helpful. <laughs> it, it held a wicked exhaust flame. Um, Probably something to do with the insane air-fuel mixture due to the intake piping. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally so excited for the next vehicle. My next vehicle was a 1989 Chevy Suburban. Oh, man. 2500 four-wheel drive. Yes, sir. I loved that truck with all of my heart. <laughs> With, it did, had, did that one have a tow package? It did, yeah. yeah it was yeah. a, a 2500 HD tow package. Yeah. Uh, it had uh, like a two-inch lift on it. Um, it was originally a diesel truck that had been converted to a uh, 350 with a turbo... Or, uh, excuse me, a 700R. Um, so it was... It ran... It was poorly converted. It was... The 350 was running on the diesel ECU. Ugh. Yeah. Whoa. And it was... Uh, just a nightmare of problems. It worked okay. I towed things with it, but it got like two miles to the gallon. And at the time, I was working in Charlottesville, and I was—I think I was still living in my parents' house at that point, so I couldn't really hang on to it for very long. Um, I ended up selling that car, that truck, in less than a year. My next car uh, is a 1986 Volkswagen Golf GTI. This was my dad's car, who bought it brand new in 1986. Um, I mean, I, I remember, I have so many memories in this car. I remember when he, he owns his own business now, but when he was going to work, I remember the noise, exactly the noise that it made. 
when he would come home, he'd come up the street and then he'd hit reverse and Volkswagens for some reason have that like super uh, identifiable reverse noise. Um, just, I remember sitting in it and riding in it and just being in this car in so many different places in, in Maine, um, you know, in uh, Tennessee and just, I just so many fond memories of this car being with my dad and when he bought his BMW 6 Series, he gave me this car. Uh, and then I sold it for no reason, really, at all. I think that I was, I was living with my parents at that time. I had moved back into my parents' house. Um, and I think we were, this was in 2011, so... I don't know. I probably was trying to move back out. I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I, I said that the Honda Civic was the car that I regret selling the most. But this might be it. Um, I just it's the I, original hot hatch. I mean, that's it a, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the original hot hatch. It was. It was so iconic to me in my life, and it, I had no. I had no business letting it go. The one that got away. Yeah, maybe. After that. I owned a 1988 Mazda RX-7 convertible. I traded the uh, the I traded the 87 Supra Turbo for this uh, RX-7 convertible, which had a turbo two swap. This was Mike Owen's old car. Uh, Mike Owen's again. Tiffany uh, was the the car's name, and uh, it it ran. It ran. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had to push start it. it, it uh, the apex seals were, were gone. Um, I, I, I have memories of that car in particular. You having to take spark plugs out and squirt oil into yep. it. And then we had to push start it. Yeah. Just to get it to run. Just to get it to run. Every yeah. time. It was, it, was, it was a blast when it was running. Yeah. It was you know, really super, cool. super awesome. Yeah. One, but it was such a pain in the dick. It was almost not worth it. Um, one of my favorite memories in that car... Um, it was one of the first turbo cars that I can consciously remember riding in. Was uh, Mike gave me a ride in it one time, mm. and we were going over the Huguenot Bridge, which the old Huguenot, which Bridge. was like driving on the surface of the freaking moon, mm -hmm. and uh, every single bushing in that car was so was basically just not even there anymore. And I know FCs have like that bushing based rear steer yep. system. So we were going over the bridge, not oh here we go, not at a slow rate of speed, and hit, hitting all of these crazy bumps and potholes and stuff. A little ASMR there for you guys. Can they even hear that? I don't know. Maybe. All right, cool. Um, and the the car was just like trying to go in every direction yeah. at the same time. It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. The um yeah the convertibles are even worse because I mean it's a convertible. And it's all flobbery. Yeah. Yeah. Flobbery. It's a good word. It's a good word for it. Yeah. Uh, so that car, uh, I actually sold it to a guy out in Virginia Beach who uh, worked. Who he was in the um, the Navy or whatever, and uh, it's it's actually really interesting. Right now, the car has been revived. Um, there's a Angel Motorsports is based out of Virginia Beach. They are solely an RX7 well rotary engine shop. And he just did a huge build on this car. Did really? he? Yeah. Did it's got Instagram like, or anything? It's got what? Is it on Instagram? Yep, it's all on Instagram. Oh, um, Angel Motorsports and uh, 
I'm trying to think of uh, the individual guy's name. Um, RX7 Vargas. I've heard that name before. Where have I heard that name before? Um, well, okay, so that guy's brother is the guy who actually built Hurt from Hoonigan. His RX-7's engine. I don't know if you know who that is. Anyways. Maybe, um, but... His I, brother lives in California, and he does RX-7's out in California. Vargas. I definitely have heard that name before. Um, so anyways, this convertible now has something like 400 horsepower. It's got a big old turbo on it. Um, it shoots flames for miles. It's ridiculous. And uh, Mike keeps sending me all these videos of it, and he's just... He's heartbroken. First of all, that he even gave it to me in the first place, and then, of course, that I gave it away, so... I'm trying desperately to find pictures of it on Instagram, but... Is it still white? Yeah. Whose who's Instagram is it's it? It's uh, RX-7 Vargas. RX-7 Vargas. Oh my god. That yes. makes me so happy. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. Um, that just like made my day. That's right? amazing. And then I owned a 1991 Honda Civic EF. This one was a DX, so it actually had fancy options. Um, I don't remember doing much with that car. I remember that I got it to run. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, I bought it. I bought it for three hundred fifty bucks. Uh, it didn't run. I got it to run, and then I sold it for twenty five hundred dollars. God dang it! After that, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at the pictures as Pierce is scrolling through. After that, I owned a 1969 Toyota Corolla oh Sprinter. Okay, you say that it was a nineteen whatever Corolla Sprinter. It was. It was literally just a giant pile of rust. iron oxide. There was very little actual car left. This car. <laughs> this car. Uh, okay, so I have I have the regret of knowing a a uh, a guy who owns a salvage yard. Basically, his name is uh, his name is Roscoe. Shout out to Roscoe. He owns Roscoe Towing and Salvage, and I love the guy, but every time he finds a new piece of crap that he needs to unload, he, I'm the first person that he hits up. He markets directly to Pierce. <laughs> he knows Pierce's tastes, he knows what Pierce will buy from him, and he just shows up yep. and just drops, just drops stuff off, off yep. Pierce's front door. He picked up this 69 Corolla Sprinter, uh, and the story behind this car is that it was won in a raffle. The guy won this car brand new from a Toyota dealership for a $5 raffle fee. And then parked it at the bottom of the it had Yeah, it had something like 2,000 original miles on it, parked it under a tree, and it sat there for the next 40 years. He literally, he, he loaded on his on his flatbed, he sent me a picture of it as soon as he got it, and he was like, this is your new car. And I was like, yeah, dope, bring it right to the house. I tinkered with that thing for oh, a wow. couple months. Yeah. Had huge aspirations for it. And then uh, the same thing happened with the S12. Um, I actually owned this Corolla and the S12 at the same time. I had to leave that house where they were both being stored in the garage. It was sort of a really sudden thing. Um, it was kind of a really shitty thing. So I had to dump it really fast, um, and I don't know, I, I still kind of miss that car on one hand. On the other hand, I'm sort of relieved that I didn't have to deal with the rust. You, you missed the idea of yes. what that car could have been. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it yeah. is. 
<laughs> we gotta go to like find another shell in like Arizona or something yeah. and bring it back. Yeah. Overnight, overnight parts from Japan if yeah. we have to. Uh, after that, I bought a '97 Toyota Celica GT. Um, this is a fifth gen Celica, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six. Uh, sixth, sixth gen, gen? Celica. It had the, the quad headlights, right? Yeah, four yeah, rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this was a cool car. I got this one for really cheap. It was a trade-in at the dealership that I worked at. Uh, it was a manual transmission. It was the first car that I ever owned that had working AC. Underrated. Yep. And it got actually really good uh, miles to the gallon. I that was daily... a 5SFE, right? Yeah. Uh, they get amazing it, fuel I was getting about 30 driving to Charlottesville every day. Um, and... It, I mean, with AC with AC on, so it was it was good. I, I really liked that car. Uh, I owned it for three weeks and then I totaled it. Um, I ran into the back of somebody. It still hurts my heart. It hurts my heart too. That was I really a nice like car. That car. I'm here for you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then I owned a 1988 Mazda RX-7 convertible. Um, I'm still really bitter about this car because I drove three and a half hours. To meet the guy, I found the car on Craigslist, drove three and a half hours to get it after having like a huge discussion about all the things that were wrong with it. I knew that it didn't run, um, and that was that it was missing a bunch of parts and a few other little things like that. Get there, and the dude's like, oh, by the way, I don't have the title. So, in Virginia, that's a huge problem because you can't just go get a title. The uh, there's there's a whole it's a huge thing, and basically, if the the owner doesn't have the title, you have no way to get one. Um, so I I I did get the car for like half of the price that we had originally negotiated, but I literally wasn't able to do anything with it. Um, I I did put a new engine in it, and then um, I sold it. I unloaded it shortly thereafter. Um, Is there a reason you bought so many RX sevens? I love just because you love them. Yes. Yeah. Did so during the time you had the convertibles? Was Jessica running and driving? Like, um, I think so. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Yeah. Jessica is um, the, the Jess. Yeah, Jessica is my nineteen ninety, the first one that I ever bought, or the second one. Excuse me, the second one that I ever bought. Uh, her name is Jessica. Um, she's been, ironically, one of the most reliable cars I've ever owned. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Sitting in the driveway right now. Yep. Right outside. Yep. Uh, For the first time, she's running again for the first time in like six years right now. Or five years or something like that. And then somewhere in between all these cars, there's not actually a picture of it in here, so I don't know when it was. Um, There was another 1990 Mazda RX-7 that was red. I got that. (laughs) That motor actually, I think, went into... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That motor went into Jessica when I got it to run for the first time. Because when I originally got Jessica, she also had bone coolant seals. Um, and then uh, that car was just a parts car for me it had really 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 bad rust um, so I sold a bunch of stuff out of it kept a bunch of parts and sold the shell so then after the FC convertible I bought the 2005 Saab 92X Aero which is a uh, Subaru Impreza WRX wagon with a Saab front end and Saab badges on it. Um, I think the interior is a little different. It's a Forester interior. It's a nicer, yeah. Well, I mean, nicer. You could say it's nicer if you want to. I didn't think it was much nicer. It's just different. It Mm -hmm. has the Forester two-tone seats and a Forester-esque center stack. Mm. But the gauge cluster is the same as the WRX, aside from 
uh, like the backlighting. Those are cool. That car was um, good. It was very good to me. I, I totaled it. Uh, I was driving in the rain, and a girl hit me uh, on the highway. She she lost traction, wiped out, and drove me into a guardrail, so the car was totaled. Um, shortly before that happened, I had changed the oil, and I noticed that there was metal in the oil. Ooh. So I kind of had a thing in the back of my head, like, what am I actually going to do with this car? So the fact that it did get totaled might have been a blessing in disguise. This is the only, I think the only car you've ever owned that I've driven. You're, it's the only car that, that I've owned that anyone besides me has ever driven. Yeah. I, I think I've moved Jessica around a parking you lot. Revved the, you revved Jessica at one point in a parking lot. I don't, I don't know that you actually drove it, but... I, th- I don't think I like drove it. I think I like, moved it in a parking spot or something. Okay. And it's like the most ridiculous uh, tight throttle ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't generally let other people drive my cars at all. Um, but I did have, for whatever reason, I ended up with four cars in Charlottesville when I quit that job. Yeah. And I needed to get them all. <laughs> you needed to get them all home. <laughs> that was a fun day. That was a good road trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the. 92X, I traded the Honda Civic, which for some reason that I can't remember wasn't running, for a 1989 Audi 200 Avant Turbo Quattro. Uh, that was a very cool wagon. I really liked that car. Um, I did, it ran like garbage. I did jack shit to it, and it ran for two years for me. That was my daily driver. Um, it went anywhere. It did anything. So this this wagon uh, boosted terribly, drove terribly. Uh, and it was it, completely rhino liner. It was, abs- it was completely coated in a five-gallon bucket of rhino liner. I traded this car to... I, tra- I traded the Civic for this car with a guy who worked at AutoZone. He said somebody had bought a five-gallon bucket of rhino liner and returned it with the lid open. <laughs> so they couldn't actually restock it. Right. Um, so he just rolled Rhino Liner on it. Amazing. That actually makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it had a locking rear diff. There was a button in the center console for, to lock the rear diff. So it did the most epic snow nuts (laughs) of any car I've ever owned. That's fantastic. Did you bring this car to the, to the play in the snow day that we had in the undisclosed location? Where was By my... our friend's house, whose what? name is very German for something funny. No, no that was all MR2s that day, I think. Was it? Yeah. Because it was his MR2, my MR2, and Shannon's MR2. Was it just the three of us? I'm pretty sure it was just MR2s. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was, I was not there for that. I, I had my own fun in this car. That's fair. That's fair. Trust me. Uh, then I had an 88 RX-7 Turbo 2, which was a parts car. Um, I parted it out and I sold it. Then I had the 1990 Fast and Furious Miata. Oh, God. I literally... Because because this is an audio format, there is just no way to explain what this thing was. Well, here... I'll I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You need to post a picture of that on your Instagram. That's what you need to do. Okay. So people after this, when we plug our Instagrams, can yeah. go to your thing and be like, yeah. what the actual hell were you thinking? Uh, so this car... Man, how do I even intro this car? It wasn't. So, so the car the car was being built by a shop when the shop closed. 
the inspection sticker on this car was from the year after the first Fast and Furious movie came Which out. Which was in 2001. Right. So we uh, figure that this car was being built as a Fast and Furious inspired... Fast and Furious 1 now inspired Miata. So it had Z32 300ZX headlights molded into the front of it with like super custom welded brackets and plates. It had an Invader style aftermarket body kit all over it. That was molded in. Yeah, yeah. The uh, side skirts and the rear bumper were molded in. The front bumper wasn't actually attached to the car when I got it. Um, The engine was out of it. Um, I was given eight boxes of parts for it when I picked it up. I traded a set of wheels for this car. (laughs) I had traded two sets of spare tires for the wheels. So I literally paid nothing for this car. Which is exactly what it was worth. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I I did work on this car. I did get the engine back in it, and I tried to get it to run um, for a while until I just didn't care anymore and sold it. After that, I owned I got a two for one deal on a 1988 and a 1987 Volkswagen Scirocco. One of them was sick. It had a welded in roll cage. It had racing seats, and it had a swapped. Um, um, 2-liter 16-valve? I don't know Volkswagens very well, so I think that's what it was. But for whatever reason, that engine, that car didn't run. So the one that I that I was working on all the time was the 88 Volkswagen Scirocco, which uh, ran but had just stupid backyard previous owner mechanic problems. Um, I sold both cars shortly thereafter and got a 1992 Audi V8 4.2. Uh, that was a pimpin' gangster mafia sedan. That's a I, that's a big car. It is car. a big car. It had earth-moving torque. Yep. That car was very cool. It had lots of Audi problems that I wasn't willing to deal with, so I ended up trading that car away later. I after the or after I bought the Audi, I bought a '89 Honda Civic Shuttle RT four-wheel drive manual transmission. That car was pretty cool. Um, it had typical hot boy Honda issues that I wasn't willing to deal with, so I sold that car. Then I bought a 2001 Buell Blast, which is a single cylinder uh, based on a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Um, it was my first motorcycle. I basically learned how to ride on this thing. It was light, it was small, it was absolutely assless. But it was my first bike, and I loved it. And, um, yeah, I loved it. Um, after that, I had an 89 Honda Prelude 2.i SI all-wheel steer. That's actually the car that I got in trade for the Audi V8. Um, when I got this car, the rear steer uh, rack was leaking. So I replaced it, and I never got the power steering system to work again. So I traded that car for a 1983 Honda Accord hatchback. This car had the CVCC carbureted engine in it. Um, the story on this one is so bitter. He, The guy literally drove it to my house. We exchanged cars. I gave him the Prelude. He drove away in the Prelude, and the Accord never ran again. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea what happened, but... For some reason, something happened in the time that he drove it to my house and the time that I went to try to drive it again like two hours later. Something happened to the carburetor. 
and it never ran again. I sold that car about a month later. Then I had a 2001 Kawasaki ZRX 1200R, which is a muscle bike is the only way to describe this thing. It, it would, it was, it weighed as much as a small car. It had more power than most small cars. I had no business driving this motorcycle at all. Um, it was drop dead sexy is the only reason I ever owned it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Um, but, uh, I ended up getting hit on this motorcycle. Um, somebody pushed me out into traffic uh, at a stop sign. He ran into the back of me, and I I fell over on it. It fell over on me, on my leg, and punched a hole in my leg, and uh, it messed up the carburetors. And so after I had the carburetors rebuilt, I uh, sold, the, sold the bike. Then I had a 1989 Isuzu Trooper RS. Which was rad as fuck. Super rad. I actually... So, it was about this time I was working on... What? I, I don't even know how to say this. Me and, me and a friend of mine were thinking about trying to start an importing business. Because at the time, people were importing uh, Skylines left and right. And everybody was making money on it. So, I decided I didn't need the RX-7 anymore. I wanted to have a Skyline instead. So, I was looking at Skylines. I needed money for a Skyline. So I traded my RX-7 for this Trooper and a little bit of cash. Is this, this is when you were also trying to just pare down your collection in general, right? Maybe, probably. Okay. Um, this, 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 for people who don't know about Azusus, which is probably all of you. Nobody really cares yeah. about Azusus. The Azusu uh, Trooper RS is a, it's a first gen Azusu Trooper. It's a short wheelbase. Uh, it's about the same as a like a um, TJ or CJ Wrangler, um, and it had like four thirty-seven gears in it, in a little eighty horsepower four-cylinder engine. It was like a little jackrabbit with a manual transmission. Mm-hmm. So the car had zero ass whatsoever. Yep. Um, but. It was lifted three inches. It had like 34-inch tires on it. It had a custom front bumper with a spot for a winch. I didn't have a winch on it. Um, but it had, you know, the the big headlight guards and everything like that. Um, the car was built by Four Wheel Drive Specialties, which is an Isuzu specialty shop here in Richmond. Are they an Isuzu specifically specialty yes. shop? Yes. Those are the guys that built, um, when I had the LSD rebuilt for my wagon... They were the guys that I had build it because I just did, I'll do most oh. things myself, but I will not, building the diff and spec and doing all the the you know really tight tolerances and stuff. I just let them do that. Mm. I, I couldn't. I That's actually not the right shop. So uh, four wheel drive specialties is not the right shop, but there is a four wheel drive shop here in Richmond that specializes in Azusu Troopers first gen specifically. I did not. Know um, that. And they're the ones that they, this was their shop truck. This was right. their test truck for a long time. It was right. so sweet. Yes, I it love, was. I love it, that truck. It would, it would go anywhere. It would do anything. Yeah, we rode to VIR on that truck. We did ride to VIR on that, that was thing. That was the first... Was that the first time we went to VIR for Hyperfest? Not the first time, no. No. Are you sure? No, it wasn't. The first time we went oh, to VIR... Oh, we all went without me the Senate. first time. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that was the first yeah. time I went to VIR for Hyperfest. Because the year before that, I could Oh, VIR for Hyperfest. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, this was the first time I was at VIR for yes, the first time. Yes, not yes. me, because I, I, I drove to VIR the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, the day that I couldn't go because my wife was graduating from college. So and I was, I, had to go to I was not there for reasons. So this the trooper was great, um, and then 
Shortly after, I did find and import a 1986 Nissan Skyline GTSX. So that's an R30, R31. R31. Um, very cool car. This that was a uh, sick. Car. Was the RB20, the first gen, first generation RB engine, and the I mean, really, it was it was poorly managed. Um, it was I don't know. There were there were there were problems that. Nobody, nobody had any aftermarket support for this engine because it was kind of a bastard child and everybody hated it. Um, so there were a lot of things that I had to sort of engineer myself. A lot of problems that I had to overcome and deal with um, by like know, on my own. Like just, I mean, there was, there's, there. Of course, there's no, nobody in America has one or had one at the time. Um, so I was dealing with things that I couldn't get any kind of like forum support for or anything like that and even um, even still the r32s are so much more prevalent like, yeah prevalent prevalent whatever prevalent. i say prevalent but they're more common so <laughs> the r30 i feel like r31s in general are much harder to to figure stuff out for yeah you had to like source parts from other cars and like part well yeah and, like, so i was gonna get Australia. into that I, when yeah. i when i when i did so i i did uh lower the car i did uh, um a five lug swap and I just wanted the car to handle better. It had, you know, 40-year-old bushings in it and everything like that. So I did a bunch of bushings. Um, yeah, so when I did the... I did... Um, when I did the coilovers, I did R31 top hats with S13 brackets for S13 knuckles to do the front hubs. And to do the S13 knuckles, I had to do Nissan Pulsar outer tie rod ends with R32 standard Skyline inner tie rod ends and S13 lower control arms and um and uh, ended up using J Infinity J30 rotors and calipers actually a highly underrated car yeah yeah those are really cool and then for the rear um I used mostly Z31 turbo parts to do the five lug swap and uh I traded that car away uh got a really bad deal on that one but we'll talk about that later after that, I bought my second Suburban, a 1989-1500, um, which came standard with the R30 small block. I'm sorry, uh, uh, 350 small block. And uh, I still have that truck. It tows things and stores things mostly in my backyard right now. Then I had a 1986.5 Toyota Supra um, that I got not running. A uh, guy dragged it out of a field, and I got it for like 100 bucks. I got it to run, and I sold it for 900 bucks. Then I had the 89 BMW 325i, which I... Didn't you trade the Skyline for that? This is the car that I got in trade for the Skyline. I was made to believe that this was a badass car. Um, I was lied to. Sexy. It looked sexy. It does look good. It sounded good, too. It did sound good. I was lied to about this car, is the only way that I can put it. Yeah. Let's, um, let's not burn bridges. With no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not may, going to. may end up listening to this. Right. I'm not going to, but um, I got a bad deal. So I, I sold this car after I decided it wasn't worth my trouble. And then somewhere in there, I reacquired. I ended up buying back the 1990 Mazda RX-7 that I had traded away after the guy blew up the motor. I told him that it was using coolant. He, as far as I know, never topped it off. Um, overheated it and blew it up. I bought it back from him. Um, it sat in my backyard for something like five or six years. And then... Earlier last year, which, or I'm sorry, late, late in 2018, I got the motor out, um, 
spent a bunch of money that I had been saving up on go fast parts, suspension parts, engine parts. Bought a motor off Craigslist, got that in that car, and uh, it didn't run. Um, got that motor back out, got it to a friend of mine who races RX-7s and RX-8s, and he was gracious enough to go through it for me um, with the intention that we would rebuild it. Um, when he went through it, it was determined that this engine was not salvageable. It was sold to me as a fresh rebuild, but while it had been rebuilt, it had been done very poorly. Um, the rear rotor was seized to the eccentric shaft. Um, the apex seals were sort of just like smashed in, you know, back into the rotors when they reassembled it. And uh, it was just a nightmare. Um, the, the rear plate and the rear rotor housing were, were um, useless. And uh, so what we did was we took the motor that was in the car originally that had been sitting in it for six years with the blown coolant seal took the front rotor housing from that car because that one didn't have any rust in it and the rear plate and put that together with the other motor and put it together and now it runs let's see what else do i own um i <laughs> well let's just for just for reference when Corey and i had finished talking about our car stuff we were at 23 minutes in we are now at an hour and 31 minutes. All right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Love you. Should we, should I do a short version of this, do you think? Do you have a whole lot left? No, but, I mean, nobody wants to listen to all this. I mean, just, I mean, kind of go through what you, whatever it is. I do, I mean, um, so I also currently own a 1980, what is it, 8? Uh, ST-165 Celica Alltrack. Yeah, 88. Um, that car... Was perfect. Was great. Uh, it had some issues when I got it. I got it for, for cheap as free and uh, replaced the timing belt and a few other things. And it ran until a guy in a box truck ran over me. Now it sits in my backyard waiting for me to do something with it. Um, I also currently own a 1976 Toyota Corona wagon. Um, which runs and is dope and it's slow and uh, that's about it. And it's, then uh, it's beige it's yellow. Beige. It's, it's, I would call it I, uh, flesh tone. <laughs> it's not yellow, yeah, but it's not beige. If you actually look at like on the in, in the interior where there's still like good fresh paint, uh -huh. it's it is like yellow. Yeah, really. Um, Could you like compound it and you think it would probably come back? yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a project for Mitchell whenever he comes back. He would just splooge his pants with the opportunity to do that. Um, I also currently own a 1998 Dodge Grand Caravan, um, which holds... I, I got the car to flip, and I ended up throwing all of my RX-7 parts into it when I took it apart. And so now is it, it just basically holds. just a storage It's locker. a mobile storage unit. There you yep. go. <laughs> uh, and back to the beginning. With yeah. a Dodge Caravan. Yeah. And then I think that's it. I think no, that's... you're you are wrong. Okay. You have one more vehicle. Do I? And it's the only other vehicle of yours that I have driven, and it's your CRV. Oh, oh. true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, you still don't you still have another suburban? Yeah, I, I talked about that. Oh, one. Did yeah, you? yeah. I missed that. Yeah, the 2001 Honda CRV. That actually, that's true. Actually, I've uh, I've actually let a lot of people drive that car because. Well, no, I mean, I actually, I really love that car. Um, it's a good but, car. It really, it's a good really car is. to let people use. They're, they're they're really handy. Yeah. Those first-gen CRVs are fantastic. Best car Honda ever made, uh, hands down. Um, yeah. I 
Is it lifted? It is, is lifted. It's it lifted, lifted three inches. Yeah. Um, I have aftermarket uh, camber adjustable front upper ball joints and rear toe links or something like that mm -hmm. that allow me to adjust camber for the front and rear. Um, it's got, uh, uh, what's the name of the company? The Yellow Shocks. Coney. Coney. No. Bilstein. Bilstein's. It's got uh, it's got Bilstein shocks on it. Um, so I, I I bought a two inch lift kit, and then I bought the Bilstein shocks, which I didn't realize actually have collar adjustments to lift the car. Mm. Um, so after I had installed the lift kit, I put the shocks on, and that still raised it like another inch. Nice. Um, and it's got uh, BFG alter K two all terrains on it. Um, on some Jeep Cherokee wheels? Yeah, Jeep Cherokee basket yeah. weaves. Which looks awesome. They do look good. Uh, gold, on, gold on black. Yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic car to drive. It's it's super capable off-road. It's a blast to drive in the snow, um, off-road, I mean, everywhere. It's it, it does great. And it hauls my kids and me perfectly. And, uh, yeah, it gets like 20 miles a gallon, and it's a good daily driver. That's my daily driver right now. Mm -hmm. Nice. Wow. That was a hell of a story. Yes. And I appreciate you going through it. Man. I learned some things. We should make that its own dedicated podcast. This, this is probably going to be just mostly what it is. I mean, we can, I'm totally down to keep going. What I think yes. would be a good idea, though, is if we stopped this recording and started a new one just in case it you know, goes bad. Or yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and the microphone's wet. All right. This is a great start to. Oh, the pour. What's that? Oh, what is that pour? <laughs> pour the beer. Wow, this is start off to a wonderful start. Why do you work at Jack Rabbit? <laughs> you know. Oh my God. I make burgers. Yeah. Well. One, two, three, go. Pop the beer, and it goes all over the microphone. <laughs> pours the beer all over the table. There's a paper towel. Yeah, we're, we're good. We have a roll. It's cool. We came prepared. Ish. I honestly, kind of forgot the paper towels were here. So. <laughs> Yay this me. this you might need to. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Good God. Which is the name of a wonderful podcast, by the way. Wow, um, how early were they in the game to get that title? Actually, they're they're yeah they're fairly they're a fairly old internet group of friends. Have to be. It's like the guy whose name is Phil on Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah, like, how old is Phil? Um, so funny story. He's the first one. Funny story about that. Um, I spend a lot of time watching people on Twitch and play video games and things like that. Mm. There's a guy. Um, who plays retro Zelda games, right? And he got the name Andy. Oh my god. Because he won a contest to like change your change your Twitch handle to whatever and they'll uh -huh. do it. Like it, it was a Twitch sponsored contract. And so he he won and he picked Andy. Which I don't even know if it's his actual name. Right. But he has Andy. And then like who did they steal it from? I have no idea, but like <laughs> sucks to be that guy. Yeah, right? right? Like <laughs> Man. That's amazing. <clears throat> It's fine.